0: Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschooling mom of two, wife of one, here to share everything, speech, language, play, development, and all that other stuff that falls between. I am glad to be here another day with y'all, oh my gosh, we have been talking about moral goodness. And not moral goodness with the halos and and all of that stuff and and trying to be self-righteous. That's not what we're trying to do at all. I'm talking about things that lead us to work on ourselves. So in return, we can be better for our sugars. We can be better for the people that are around us. And most importantly, we can be pretty good to ourselves. So remember world changers. If we're not taking care of self, it is going to be hard to pour out to others, so that's why we're doing this because I'm here not just to tool you up and about sugar but also to tool you up for you so we're going to be talking about balancing self-care without neglecting connections. Oh my gosh, what do you mean by connections? I mean connectedness to self connected with your community, connectedness to those things that mattered before you had sugar, before you said I do, all of those things that mattered. How do we do that? Because let me tell you, world changers, you and I both know that new parenting is no joke. I do not care if you've been married one year, five years, 10 years. There's something about that adjustment with new sugar coming onto the scene. Imposing on your space, that just brings a different dynamic to the table. And sometimes we can't even articulate what that dynamic is, but we just know that something's different and sometimes it's mayday and sometimes it's hooray and sometimes it's sleigh and sometimes it's nay and it's all of those things that fall in between. But in that, finding that balance can be, oh, wow. And, and there's some reasons for that. Why? Priorities change. Your priorities change. Why? Because, well, new sugar is what matters the most. When that little person comes around, all of a sudden you want to put your life and your all and your everything into that. And and rightfully so. Don't want to leave sugar for a minute. Want to keep your eye on him or her. Because why? They're low sugar and they smell like cookies most of the time, right? Life goals change. Work goals change. Living situations change. Maybe you lived in that apartment that was on the 20th story and you don't care. You didn't care at the time going up 20 flights of stairs <laughs> and then you got the carrier and the stroller and let the elevator go out and it's over for that. Maybe you, you love motorcycles before that. Now you can't even get on your motorcycle because why? They haven't created one that fits the babies on there. So you can't do that anymore. So it's just stuff changes. It just changes, right? Your sleep changes. Oh my gosh, the night-night. Oh, the night-night. If you are getting the night-night, even if you have the split shift, you're still gonna wake up because you hear new baby and you're like, what's going on? Even when they're taller, you still hear them. And even if one parent goes and gets them, you still get your sleep interrupted and it just takes a while to get that back. Your marital relationship, it readjusts. You have to readjust how you love each other. You have to readjust mommy and daddy time. You have to readjust how you date. Like all of those things have to be readjusted. Your social life changes. Well, baby can't go to the bar into to the lounge and to the this and to the that. Baby can't go there. And mama can't be out until 2 a.m. anymore. Not like that. Not as much. Right. And then the single friends. Versus the married friends, if you have a bunch of single friends while you have sugar. My husband and I, oh my gosh, we had our daughter pretty much, I think it was two or three years after we graduated from college. Most of our friends were still single. And here we are with little sugar, and and we have no regrets at all. Like we had a good time, but stuff changed. There was a lot more no's. No, we can't just go on vacation. No, we can't just do this. Like we got priorities, we got a plan, we gotta do stuff. And the single friends aren't being insensitive, they just have no clue <laughs> what it's like to make that big shift into marriage. And then the big shift into having little sugars. It's one of those things that you can't talk about it. You just got to live it to know. But these things happen. And even when you have a cavalry of support and everybody's there, and mama and them is there and friends are there and people are there, there's still like some personal change going on. Because, I mean, think about it, world changers. Humans are like, Caterpillars, like we go through these life cycles. Stuff doesn't stay the same. Like you might have started off as this little larva, and then you end up being the caterpillar for some time. But then you you become the butterfly because life changes and things change. And even with the people around and the change going on, like there's still some inward things going on to where you're almost trying to reexamine and figure out who you are, who you are in the space. Who is this sugar? Because sugar, if you're paying attention, they're pretty young and showing you who they are. And so then you're adjusting to that personality and you're making all these adjustments and you're doing it with your, your life partner, with your spouse. And it's happening. And what also needs to be happening is how you care for yourself. I'm going to say that again. Most importantly, while all these things are changing, how to take care of a baby. How to cultivate that relationship with husband, how to continue to work, how to continue to do all those things, how you care for self should not be left on the back burner. And we're going to talk about that. And the reason why it always happens, why it happens in most cases, and I've talked to a lot of mamas from a lot of different places, from a lot of different backgrounds. And what I find, and even looking at my own personal experiences, is that it's easy to reprioritize to the point of neglect to the point of like literal just self-neglect because everyone has needs and moms we're like the octopuses and the arms are going everywhere right and we anticipate and we know and we see things Dads don't necessarily have that skill. That's not their gifting. They have a different gifting. But moms see everything. We anticipate everything. And sometimes it's just easier for us to be like, I'll do it. No problem. But then all of a sudden, a day has gone by and I haven't cared for myself. A week has gone by and I haven't cared for myself. A month has gone by and and it just months have gone by. And self hasn't been taken care of. And how do you know? How do you know? When's the last time you got a haircut? Pre-COVID, we're talking about pre-COVID. Now the stuff's opening up now. You can can ask yourself that question again. But when's the last time I got my hair cut? When's the last time I just read a book? When's the last time I X? When's the last time I put on makeup for no reason? When's the last time I decided that I wanted to wear something other than these comfortable sweats oh my gosh they're so comfortable anyway (laughs) but these are things that that we end up just kind of leaving on the back burner and when we start asking ourselves when's the last time and all of a sudden the things that we love start to become there's a gap between like what we love and and neglect of self versus like the care for the family that's when we need to start saying hey it's time to rebalance some stuff Another reason why it's scary is because paranoia, parent paranoia, parent paranoia is real. I don't care what anyone says. That stuff is real. Even as a clinician and I work with the little ones, if I take a break, like two weeks of a break and I come back, sugar's grown. They are in a whole nother clothes size. They probably have some new words. There's some new stuff that's happened in such a short amount of time. And so that parent paranoia, it, it almost comes from a real place. It is from a real place because you don't want to miss anything because time is of the essence and sugar grows so fast. Think about from the day that they came out to a year. From a year to two years. When you really start looking at it, Two years, at two years old versus four years old, it's a whole different person. They have a whole different look because stuff is going by so fast and we don't want to miss anything. So it's easier to just be like, you know what? I'm just going to be there. It's fine. It's not a big deal. And the final reason is because the adjustments during that time that are supposed to be temporary end up becoming long-term norms. But what we sometimes forget is that as sugar's needs changes, they're becoming more independent, right? They, we don't expect sugar to do as an infant, 20 years down the line, the same stuff, right? We don't expect a 20 year old to be crying and waking us up out of our sleep as we don't expect the toddler to wake up four or five times a night in most cases, right? And so these needs change, they alter, they adjust, but sometimes we adjust so much that we make it our norm and we don't necessarily transform with that change because the needs are different. Even when you look at high schoolers versus young adults, the needs are different. Junior high versus high school, the needs are different because that little person is slowly acclimating into becoming an adult, informing and shaping their own thoughts and ideas and their own lives. But if we're stuck in that rut of I've got to be there, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, not only do we take away the opportunity to care for ourselves and model for our sugars what that looks like, we also handicap them in a way because we don't give them that space so they can become more independent, so they can start testing and trialing their own personal free will and figuring out what life is going to look like for them. Now, I don't expect you to do that with your two-year-olds, but you know, as they get older, that's the expectation, right? And so what happens over time? This happened to me. I was so engulfed in being a mom. One, I had mama guilt because I was in grad school. I kept my daughter with me as much as I could Oh my gosh, I kept her with me as much as I could because I didn't want to miss anything. And rightfully so. It's it's some interesting stuff going on. But I did it to the point to where I wasn't necessarily always caring for myself and always cultivating and nurturing those things around me. Also grad school was like 60 to 80 hours a week easily of my time. And so I just didn't have the time and that was that season. But it became difficult when it was time to reintegrate into life with the friends that accidentally got left behind that I loved, reacclimating into the things that I liked, my hobbies, right? The stuff that I liked to do. If my daughter was on an overnight at her grandma's house Then I'm stir crazy because I knew that's when it was like, oh my gosh, I need to change something about what I'm doing and how I'm prioritizing things because I don't even know what to do when this kid isn't around because I've been taking so much care of her that I forgot about me. And so reintegrating and, and making that drastic shift, if you're not careful, is really, really hard, especially if you let so much time go by and so much change go by. You know, as sugars are changing, us adults are evolving and changing too. And our friends around us are evolving and changing too. And we just, we accidentally miss out, right? Finding time to fit in things that we love becomes more difficult. Whether you love writing and journaling or taking long walks or going to the movies by yourself or going and hanging out with friends, whatever that thing was, that made you feel alive, that made you feel excited, making jewelry, creating. Like I had, I know there's a bunch of creatives out there and those creatives usually have the hardest time picking what they love back up because it's one of those things you just can't sit down for 15 minutes and do. You have to like devote time to it. And so it becomes harder and harder when we don't naturally build those things into our daily routine. And I talked about this a little bit before, but reconnecting with the people that matter. Especially with the friends who don't have kids because they just don't get it. Like single friends, they accidentally assume that if you're married and you have kids, that you don't want social life. <laughs> and it's not true. <laughs> or they automatically assume that because you're married, And you have children that you're going to bring them along for everything, or you're going to do this or do that. And it's almost like they feel like, well, you already have it all. You have the, they have it all mentality or the, I feel bad for them because, wow, they've got those kids and that husband, it doesn't look like they can do a lot, but that's not true either. That's not true either. I mean, well, it depends on the relationship, but that shouldn't be true, right? That should not be true at all. So we want to make sure that even our single friends understand that well yes I do have this life outside of our personal friendship but I still want to be part of that community. And so that's when you have to start asking yourself how do I balance that world of self-care without neglecting everybody else? And when I say self-care and and without neglect I mean like The relationships and the things that connect you to yourself that allows you to become alive, that feed your soul. So if you had like toxic relationships or things that you had no business doing, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about the stuff that pushes you to your own personal purpose, that makes you excited to wake up in the morning, that makes you happy, or it gives you something to look forward to after you've taken care of your priorities. You're like, this is my jam. This is what I need to get into to make myself feel like, hey, I'm alive, I'm whole, I'm excited about this thing. I would say starting your self care practices early. As soon as you know that you are going to have a sugar or another sugar is on the way, start building into your mind that yes, sugar is super important. Sugar is going to be one of the most important things that I will ever take on. This is going to be like, this is my mission possible. It's not mission impossible, but this is my mission possible to make this person the best them that they can be by loving them, by connecting, growing, and learning with them. If they have some gaps in development, then I'm on it. I'm doing what I need to do to make sure that they have everything that they need. But at the same time, filling their needs doesn't mean that mine are going to be left aside. I'm not going to be left on the back burner. Nobody's getting left behind in this house. Everybody is going to be fulfilled. And so that means it's okay to spend an hour away with friends. Even when sugar's young, it is okay to go away for an hour. It's okay to spend time doing your favorite hobby. It's okay to have date night with your spouse and leave Sugar with a trusted friend or trusted relative. It's okay to do that. It's okay to take time out for you. Well, why? Because Sugar needs to see early on that mom and dad are going to do things outside of them So it doesn't become a complete shock trying to get them away when you're trying to get out. They're hanging onto your leg. You've got on your stilettos and you're trying to get out the door and you've got your face all pasted up and little sugar is like drooling on your legs and falling out and doing, you know, you guys are about to tumble together because sugar isn't ready to make that transition. It stinks. And so you don't want to get to that place. So for us, when I was in grad school, I had a trusted friend. All of our family was on the other side of the coast, but I had a trusted friend who would come and watch our baby. I trust her to this day and she would keep her and she would love on her and they would have a good time together. And I didn't have to check in. I didn't have to worry about sugar because I knew my sugar was in good hands and I knew that it was healthy for my hubby and I to get out. Advocate for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Your spouse (laughs) is a viable option to take care of your sugar. Your spouse is, they share DNA. So why would they not be a viable option to take care of sugar? It may not be the way that you want it to be. It may not be the way that you would do it. The house may look like, oh my gosh, when you get back. But their option. Let them do it. Their way because they need to bond with sugar too because part of that self-care is is also everything doesn't need to fall on you. Everything should not fall on one adult in the house. Parent, partner. Two people made a baby, parent partner, right? Even if Sugar has identifiable special needs, you still deserve time away. Medical fragility or with a diagnosis, something congenital, you still need time away. You earn time away, you deserve time away. Get your respite. Get your your time in. Get everybody on board in the house for how to take care of Sugar if it is tube feeding, then everybody needs to know how to do that. If it is giving medication, everybody needs to know the time. If it is a certain type of goal that you have, everybody needs to do that. If it's story time to build up language, if it is play time to build up language, everybody should be doing that. It should not fall on one person. This is where the advocacy comes in because you're not the only parent world changer. It's two of you. And I know the moms, I know us moms, we're the ones that carry it most of the time. I've been seeing my dad show up too and high five to my dads. They've been showing up to clinic and they've been on it. But statistically, moms are the ones. And if we don't advocate that, hey, like, I need you to know how to do this too. I need you to be able to step in too. Then how will they know? then you become superwoman. My wife is the best because she knows how to do it all. Wrong. Your wife is probably tired and needs a break <laughs> and needs to tell you that I need your help to help me with this. And this is for typical and atypical little sugars. All right. And and moms, as wonderful as your spouse is, remember he is your polar opposite. He's not going to guess what you need because he is not you. So if you have your struggle button on top of your head and those very oh so comfortable sweats and you're looking like the depression commercial on the couch, he is not going to guess, hey, you probably need some time out. Hey, you probably need a break. He might look at you and be like, gosh, she looks comfortable. When on the inside, you're like, oh my gosh, I just need to get out of this house. But I just... not going to guess. After a week, he's not going to guess. After a month, after some years, he's not going to guess. (laughs) He's not going to do it. And so in order for you to make sure that you're advocating for yourself, guess what you have to do? Advocate for yourself. If you went to a restaurant and they got your order wrong, more likely than not, chances are you're going to be like, hey, this isn't what I ordered. You messed this up. Can you take it back? So if you are going to communicate and advocate for yourself over something that trivial, then why not communicate and advocate over yourself for something way bigger? And model that for your sugar. Because remember, especially if they're little sugar, they're learning how to communicate and what it looks like to communicate, not blowing up at anyone. But what does it look like for mom to advocate for self? For mom and dad to have an intelligent conversation and for dad to say, hey, I didn't even know that's how you were feeling, but you know what? Go enjoy you. For that sugar, they're seeing that dad is loving on mom and taking care of mom. And if dad loves mom like that, then he probably loves me just that much, just the same. And wants all of us to be covered, healthy, and happy. Everybody, right? Keep on communicating. Openly and honestly. And I want I want you world changers to think about this. There's no guilt in needing time away. There's nothing to feel bad about if you want time away. There's nothing wrong in saying, I might need a few days away or a vacation, or I might need a few hours away. I just need this time. It has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with like. It has nothing to do with that. Think about it like this, world changers. You, you love your job. You like your job. Something along those lines. You probably don't want to do it 24 hours a day. I'm yet to meet the person that wants to do anything 24 hours a day. It's very rare for someone to want to do something that much 24 hours a day, day after day after day. And in this case, for at least 18 years, the same thing every single day. We need change. There's no guilt in that. There's no guilt in that. And the time is going to be divided differently because, well, the priorities change, right? When you're first married, you and hubby have these life goals and these life plans, but life plans, they grow and they alter and they change. And now you're just learning how to readjust and, and adapt that with sugar around. And nobody's nobody's the enemy in this. It's just things change and, and they evolve. But being able to communicate that with each other is key. It's key. It's crucial to be able to look at each other and say, you know what? I love this thing. I love what I was doing. I love my goals. I love my plan. I love my life with you. But I also feel like some things need to change because now we've got this human and I want to make sure that I'm giving them what they need, but that everybody gets what they need and, and that's okay. And it's only for a season because remember, sugar from infancy to 18 is pushing to independence. So the season isn't forever. It's just a season. And within that season, it's important to communicate what's going on and be vulnerable and transparent so you can continue to grow with the season and not get stagnant and leave yourself behind. Not only should you be communicating with your parenting partner openly and honestly, communicating with your husband openly and honestly, the community around you needs to hear from you. They need to know that you haven't neglected them. (laughs) They need to know that you still love them and that they still matter, but the priorities have changed and things have changed and that you're going to try to figure it out and that you're on this journey trying to figure it out. No, you don't need to be counseled and no, you don't need all the answers and no, you don't need this. You just need their love, support, and patience while you're going through this process. And so this is when you're going to learn who your true friends are. Your true friends are going to understand. Because true friends usually have empathy and they can see things from other people's perspectives and other people's vantage points and can then adapt. They will know that you don't want them out the picture because they know your heart. Unless you did not want them in the picture, and that's a different story for a different day. You can ask them to keep you in the loop. But not to be offended if sometimes, no, I can't go hang out at the beach with you guys. No, I can't go bike riding. No, I can't, I can't go to the winery with you. I'm sorry. I got to stick around and do X. I want to, sounds great. Or in some cases, I just need to hang out with my family. And yes, I love that. And I love doing that with you, but the timing is just not quite there for me. But also under the same token, try not to make it so one-sided that it's always a no, or it's always them having to be flexible on your terms or do things on your terms. You have to use a case by case judgment for that. You know, maybe it's a no this time, but I'm gonna be flexible that time. Or maybe you compromise and come with us or you just go do your thing, but we'll connect some kind of way later. So just try to be as flexible as possible during this time because you don't wanna neglect that relationship as well. Not to the point of where you get so stuck, remember, getting so stuck in doing things a certain way, trying to adjust that you're not considering that, hey, I need to still nurture these relationships some way, somehow outside of this household and these needs. And this is, this is the fun one. Try to include them to connect with sugar. Try by babysitting, by having them spend time with you while at home caring for sugar. And if the house is a mess, don't worry about that. Diapers everywhere. It looks crazy. You look crazy. True friends will get it and they'll probably start helping you clean up, pick up a dish or something. I don't know, right? And so we want to make sure that we're keeping them in there and letting them bond with sugar as well. Because those bonds end up lasting a lifetime. They really do. I'm telling y'all. And finally, finally, Be honest with yourself, be honest with yourself, be honest with yourself, not just for the external things that make you happy. I know I've talked a lot about that, but what makes you connect to you? What makes you connect to you? If you can't connect to yourself, then how can you adequately connect to others? There has to be a point and a place to where you can go and spend time with you by meditating and and through prayer and just having that special space just for you. How am I feeling? How am I checking in? Not to bounce it off a bunch of people, but no, you, you. How are you connecting? If you're not connected with your thoughts, your ideas, your emotion, and where you are, then how can you articulate that to others? How can you properly articulate that to others? And so it doesn't have to be four hours of connecting with yourself. That could be five minutes alone in the morning of acknowledging whatever feelings you're having or whatever anxieties you're having or whatever it is that you're having. And whatever it is that you're needing, that's your time. Find that time. Don't penalize yourself If you can't spend five hours on one thing, if you can't spend five hours on one thing, who can spend five hours on one thing most of the time? And so, you know, I I like to think of it like the priority list, right? There's the priorities of the stuff that has to get done. Work is usually the one. I got to eat. That's got to be done. Self-care, taking care of the house. That stuff, it's got to be done. It's got to be done or else I'm going to be mad. But what's the stuff that's the the B-list on the back burner. Somebody told me about the B-list. They were like, don't worry about the A-list stuff. You're going to get that done. But the B-list stuff, the stuff that you really care about that you may not always have the time to get to, how are you cultivating that? It can't be five hours, but what if it was one hour? One hour closer to that dream. One hour of hangout time with that spouse. One hour of hangout time with that friend. One hour of one hour. So that way, by the end of the week, you're not feeling like I put nothing into these other things, only the stuff that I have to do. And now I'm coming to resent the things that I have to do because I never get to work on the things that maybe I want to do, but I just don't have that much time for the B-list. And yes, yes, those first few years require huge adjustments from diapers to sleep to relationship, marital relationship changing through the marital relationship, having to like evolve differently and fitting that in and and work and everything is just different. But remember, seasons change. Things change. The chaos changes. And one day you're going to wake up and be like, I'm rocking this. And maybe I don't need the struggle bud. And maybe I don't need the comfy sweats two or three times a week. Or five times a week. Maybe I can ease into getting myself dressed because I got this routine going. And so no matter whether sugar is developing typically or atypically, things are going to change. And it's so important to be good to yourself during that time. Because no one wants to see you running empty all the time. Nobody wants to see that world changers. And so I urge you to just sit down and take some time and really think about, hey, do I need to like restructure and alter some things that are going on around me? Do I need to have some conversations with some people that I love? And maybe there's some relationships that I have with people that I really love that I just let fall by the wayside and they probably think I don't care, Speaks bitter spaghetti for them. And that's not true. Maybe I need to spend time, you know, with myself because I've been pouring out to everybody and everything and doing everything for everybody. And I. Wow. I'm running on empty and I'm tired. World changers. Parenting is one of the most unique challenges that we will ever be faced with and it evolves it grows it's like a beautiful flower that starts off as this tiny seed and then in the end it looks like something completely different because it evolves the emotions alone through this process it can make us happy it can make us feel like we're insane it can just question our sanity but under the same token world changers it is one of the most beautiful things that we will ever experience You can always find the beauty in those little sugars. And in that beauty that you find through the process, you see the beauty in yourself because that little person is a part of you. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So not only do I care that you're spending time connecting, growing and learning with sugar, but I care that you're not losing yourself in that process and neglecting yourself during that process. Because one day, Little Sugar's going to grow up and they're going to go live out their purpose and it's going to still be you. And I want to know what you're going to be doing to make sure that you are taking care of you and you've got a life ahead of you that you are going to love and you're not going to wait until later, but you're going to start today right now. And not only that, you're modeling it for them. You're modeling what that process is. Of self care looks like and pushing yourself to purpose, which then pushes them to purpose. And that is a win win situation. World Changes. If you have not done so already, please download my free ebook, Maintaining a Healthy You Through Self Care. This book talks about my journey through new parenting while providing practical tips and tools. And just it's a great way to know that you're not alone. While also giving you some tools that you can use immediately after reading that book, because I'm all about giving tools, getting you on the right track. So please go to I'vegotthiskid.com and search for the books, and there you will find it. And it is free. It is free. Also, the interest list for Watch Me Connecting Through Your Toddler Through Play is up on my website. Please join the interest list. I cannot wait. We're putting together some things for that. I can't wait to announce it. This book has been so anticipated and I cannot wait to get it out there. And it's practical and it's easy and it's gonna be another way to get you connected, growing and learning with your little sugar. And guess what y'all? It ain't no encyclopedia. It ain't no encyclopedia. I don't do that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, the valuable information in there is going to just, it's going to be one of those. So make sure to sign up for that. And finally, my Patreon account is up and running. I am following my own personal advice. So when I'm talking to you guys about self-care and balancing and, and not doing YOLO and not being pressure cooker and not doing all these things, I'm starting to spend more time doing the things that I love and cultivating the things that I love Spending time with you guys, talking about speech, language, play, development, homeschool, and all that other stuff that falls in between, that's my jam. I love doing that. I love connecting with you guys. And so if it is on your heart to donate, please do so. No amount is too big or too small. Come on and join the community. I am 100% committed to this journey and being with you guys. World Changers, keep sending in your questions. Keep sending in those thoughts. Keep sending in those shout outs. I've been getting Instagram shout outs and all kinds of stuff, Shouts out. I'm high fiving you guys on Instagram. Can't wait till this world opens back up so I can come see y'all and hang out. And we can talk about this thing because remember, we are better together, y'all. Join us next week where we will be wrapping up moral goodness with being uniquely you is enough to navigate this world. I cannot wait. I can't wait. Oh, I cannot wait to see you there. World changers. Until the next time, take care.